Welcome back, everyone. It is that time of year between Christmas and New Year's where people are just kind of still chilling out, spending time with family and friends. And I've got a very, very inspiring episode here today with a gentleman who just shared and actually gifted $1,700, $1,700 to complete strangers over the holidays from his Facebook feed. Really inspiring story from a very inspiring guy. And we talked about a lot of things on this call. We talked about how he really remembers where he came from, you know, like people that kind of come from a more uh, rougher, not so comfortable neighborhood. They're, they're a lot of times more empathetic to people and they give back, not to say they give back more than other people, but they're sensitive around that uh, situation where holidays can be very rough for people if they're alone or disconnected from family, um, don't really have the resources to support their family and get all the things that they would like to. So he really, uh, it was a very touching episode and he's a young guy. I thought he was a lot more, uh, older than he was, but he's 24 years old and he's built a, you know, very, very successful million dollar business, um, doing Facebook advertisements for businesses. And he talks about how he's kind of dealt with a lot of haters too, and how he kind of looks at people that are negative as just really having emotional problems himself. So lots of wisdom in this episode. Uh, go ahead and share it out. Subscribe. You can watch it on YouTube as well. Uh, I've got it posted there. Um, got a number of the show supporters as well. If you're looking for anything to uh, wrap up your Christmas with, you can click the link below and see some offers there and enjoy. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it is just after Christmas, and this is kind of a holiday spirit episode here. I've got a very unique gentleman on the call. His name is Kyrie Oliver. And what's really inspired me to bring him out here today to introduce to everyone is something that I saw posted on Facebook that he made uh, leading up to Christmas, um, literally on, I see the night before Christmas. I'm going to read his post and then bring him out so you have some context for the topic here today. Um, so he says, uh, I'm not joking, pick a bill you've got or somebody close to you that really needs help with. I'll pick three people whose bills are at or under $250 and send you the money for them. Merry Christmas. And then the update post coming back a day later on actual December 25th it says, all right, $1,700 in people's bills paid yesterday, including two electric bills, two water bills, three cell phone bills, three car payments, $1,700 to change 10 lives is a hell, of a hell of a trade to me. I've had a total of about 30 requests. So if you'd like to help somebody out, let me know and you're able to contribute. I'll link you with the person that in, is in need. So that is what Christmas and the spirit of the holidays is all about, my friends. I'm going to welcome you out and just first of all, uh, that's just so cool to see you do that. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there in need that, you know, Christmas is kind of a, a hard time for them when everyone else is around the holidays. It's kind of like the leading time of depression for a lot of people that don't have families or the funds to support uh, or be around. So, man, that's just so cool. That kind of shows you the, the character and kind of person you are. So come on out and introduce yourself, man. Well, first, well, thank you, man, for having me on. This was like a super last minute. Yeah. I think you reached out like two days ago. Right. And kind of made it happen. So I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, it was just, it was something that like, it popped into my head and I usually, I try not to question my intuition at all mm -hmm. um, or at most for like five seconds. But this one was just like, it popped in my head. I wrote a quick post and I did it. Like I don't, when I know something's right, I don't allow myself to think about it. Nice. 
That's, I, and I'm sure that that served you well because I'm looking at your profile here and your bio, you know, you've got your, your cover photo saying as, as seen on Fox, ABC, MSN, and uh, uh, can't see that bottom one there, but C, CNBC, you know, like you, you're, you're making moves, you know? So um, that intuition has served you well because you're serving a lot of other people. That's kind of how the law of reciprocity works. That's a hard word to say. Um, but yeah, man, maybe kind of give people an overview of, of who you are, what you do, and, and uh, where you're at. Yeah. So again, Kyrie Oliver. Um, I'm 24 years old. I'm from Northern California. You're, you're only you're only 24. 24. Dang, man. Because <laughs> I'm looking at your stats. The other thing it says here under your bio in your intro, it says four million dollars spent, made over 35 million on ads in three years, helping business owners do the same. So I was looking at that. I'm like, this guy's like, you know, he's been around the block. He's probably a not that you're not mature, but I'm like, he's probably a lot older than you, uh, you look or seem, but uh, that's, that's incredible, man. So 24 years old, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, what's, well, what's funny is nobody ever believes me or I'll have people guess and I'll get like 28 to 32 is usually the age range people guess me in. Right. Um, and, and there's so many different factors. I'm super calm for 24. I, I run a legitimate business, which most 24 year olds don't um plus the beard like i'm six foot six i got a bunch of tattoos it i, it I don't look the 24 year old part yeah it might be the beard. you're six six i'm six seven you play ball Are you really yeah yeah i'm six seven but yeah i played uh i played college ball back uh back in the day um awesome. so so yeah that's awesome did you play basketball or you look like a big guy football. you could play football too i was gonna say football yeah Got my it. brother and I both played football. Uh, I played at University of Idaho. My brother played at UCLA. He's six foot nine, so I'm actually the wow. short one in the family. Wow, six. Yeah. I, 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 people always ask me this. So I'm going to ask you this: Are your parents really tall as well, or? My dad is. My dad's six foot eight. My mom's like five six, so she's not super tall. Tall for a girl, but okay, nothing extraordinary on that side. Right, right. Yeah, my dad's six foot eight, and I think his biological father was like seven foot two or something like that. Well, that's what happens with those genes, man. I've got a 14 year old son, and he's six three with size 15 shoes, size 15 shoes at size at age 14. So, I've worn 15 since I was about like 13, 14 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. So, about the same. I think at 14, I think I was about six two. My brother was about six four when we both like, when we entered our freshman year of high school, um, I think he was six foot four, cause he's a year older than I am. So he was six four and I was six two. I graduated high school at six four and now I'm six six, you know, six years later. And how much do you weigh? You look like a pretty ripped, ripped dude. Uh, 320 actually. So it's, it's weird. Wow. It's weird, how, like, because I was an athlete, I carry my weight so much differently than most people. Right. So it's, it's funny also having people guess how much I weigh because people don't guess within probably about 50 pounds. Most yeah. people would guess like 265, 270. That's what I would have kind of thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but a lot bigger. I'm, I'm a, let's call it dense. Luckily, not in my head, but the rest of my body. Like, it's, uh, luckily, I'm still built, I, I'll say it, built well for being as big as I am. Right. Um, but yeah, so like main thing, I guess income wise is marketing. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm I'm more just obsessed with human behavior. I like understanding and like really searching why people do the things they do, what drives us, 
what motivates us, what holds us back. Right. Um, just really exploring that. Well, I think that goes hand in hand with marketing too, right? Like that's kind of really kind of connecting with people's underlying psychology and wants and needs and desires. So it goes, uh, that's a good combo to be, you know, working in with those, uh, with that background. And uh, so, so, so yeah, so you've done really well with Facebook and um, the, the giving back part, you know, like to, to reach out, like, is that something that kind of, it's, you know, you, you seem to be in a very good position now. Is that something that a lot of people kind of reach out that kind of needed somebody to reach out to them when they're young, they're kind of paying it forward. Was that something that you experienced growing up? Like somebody kind of helped you or was your family kind of, well, uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious. Your no, we weren't, I mean, we weren't well off at all. Um, I was, my brother and I were both raised by a single mom. Okay. And what adds a little bit of a different dynamic is we, we were raised by a single white mom, like in a super, super poor neighborhood. Mm. We didn't, yeah, we never had anything like that for Christmas or for really anything. Right. Um, I think part of the drive now is definitely that remembering what it's like not to have anything. Right. Um, part of it's just, it's like, it's, it's who I'm supposed to be. Like, I, I, I understand that it's a great thing. Like I, I understand that I did something very nice for people. What I'm trying to get rid of is the exceptionalism. I don't want the, that to be exceptional. I want that to be normalized. Like if you're doing well, do well for other people as well. Like, Yes, it's, it feels good to have people, you know, patting me on the back for it. But the big thing is, like, why aren't more people? And yeah. what's, like, the point of it, $1,700 at one point to me was more than I made in a month. Mm -hmm. But right now, like, I've got it, so why not? And, I, and again, I remember what it's like to not have it. You know, that's, it's a really good uh, distinction you said there. Um, do you know a guy named uh, Shane Jeremy James? Mm-mm. Now, he works with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. He's a buddy of mine from Vancouver, and he has a big uh, community that, that it's all about random acts of compassion, and he's got a huge presence on Facebook and, and YouTube and stuff, and he basically goes around the world just doing stuff like that, and uh, it's really created this movement of people to, like you said, not make it an, as an exception, but make it just part of your everyday thing, like every day do a random act of kindness to somebody um, not because to get the pat on the back, but just because it's the right thing to do yeah. to help people out. So um, no, I'm totally on board that. Because like, I know a lot of people who will document it and post about it all the time. I, I think it's become, if it becomes a normal thing in your life, you don't find it exceptional. Like if I'm standing in line at the grocery store and I feel like it, I'll pay for the ladies' groceries behind me or in Starbucks or like if I'm in front of a restaurant, I'll meet a friend like over in, I live right next to Phoenix, Arizona. I met a friend for Mexican food a few months ago, see a homeless guy up front, let me buy him a $4 burrito and just like hand it to him on my way out. It doesn't take any extra time out of my day. It's a $4 something like, I think it needs to become normalized to the point where it's like, it's just what you do. Right. When you get that feeling of like, oh, I get that. Like, mm -hmm. I think it all ties back to empathy. It's like, oh, I can feel myself in your shoes. Like I used to, for you know, 22 years of my life, I've been completely flat broke growing up and then struggling to like make it in a business. Right. It's only been probably the last year and a half that I've been consistently doing well with it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I started like doing something online when I was 19, about five years ago. And it took me a long, like three years to figure it out. Yeah. It's not something like most of my life has been on the other side. Yeah. So I still empathize with, it. I still understand like, I know how shitty it feels 
uh, we used to live in a trailer. I lived in my car for a while. Like I lived from friends' couches. I used to live in a friend's garage. I get it. So why not now that I'm in a position, why not do that? Well, I think that's what makes, um, like myself as well, like I come from a very, very um, humble and just kind of blue collar family. Uh, but like yourself, I was raised in an area just because I played basketball that I went to like the top basketball school there. And everyone else was like driving like BMWs to the school, like these kids, you know, and I was riding like my skateboard until my final year. My parents got me a car, uh, thankfully. Um, but, you know, like I, I just, uh, I know, I know what it's like. And for me, like when you're going out, especially like there's this guy, I go to, you know, I'm Catholic. So I go to this church every Sunday and I'm living in Korea and there's this like homeless guy that's always outside the church and everyone comes down and just walks right by this guy. You know, they, they're coming from church. And then they just like, it's the whole purpose is like to help other people. They just kind of walk by this guy. And I'm, I'm like the foreigner and I'm like the only guy that I've seen, like I actually kind of giving something to this guy and he's just like so thankful, you know? And it's, I'm kind of like, you know, it's, uh, I think I get that from my dad, you know, my dad, uh, has worked hard his whole life, just kind of blue collar. And, um, he has a, a health condition, uh, an issue now, and he was going to be late for his, um, his, uh, checkup. And the, the hospital rules, like if you're late, you get fined like a hundred dollars oh, wow. and, and yeah, like, it, cause it's a specialist, you know? So he's like, if you let, like we get, we charge you for the appointment, regardless if you're here or late or not. So he's really worried about that. He got there on time, but because he saved that hundred dollars, he actually went and he gave that hundred dollars to a soup kitchen for Christmas. And it, it my it just changed my perspective because here's my dad like rushing. So he doesn't have to pay this hundred dollar fee. But then he ends up giving that same $100 to this charity over Christmas because um, be, just, just because it's a, it, he, he had it, you know, just because he had it. He's like, well, the, the hospital didn't get it. Somebody else that needs it should get it, you know? Yeah. So that really kind of, that was kind of, I guess, the highlight of my Christmas this year. And, uh, and what I did last year, have you ever, do, I, I'm, I'm sure you have, but I spent uh, Christmas last year at an orphanage here in Korea for a bunch of kids that were not um, obviously don't have parents. And it was like the most, it, it was both made me feel the best and the worst I've ever felt. If that yeah. makes sense. Like I, I felt so glad that I did that because I'm like, wow, this really was important thing to do, but it also made me feel just absolutely terrible to see these beautiful kids that have like nothing yeah. that were so happy that I went and I brought them some snacks and a few little like presents I got. And they're just like, it just made their day. And just to be there with them, like a foreigner with all these Korean kids, like, you know, trying to speak English. And I was just like, man, um, you know, that's what that's what kind of holidays make you think about. But it shouldn't just be on the holidays, you know, like I, 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 try, I try to continue following up with them throughout the year, not just do it like a one off thing, you know, so. And that's the big thing is like. It, yes, it's amazing to do it the holidays. It's a good reminder. But be that person like. Yeah. I only I only talked about it on the holidays because it was the holidays. This yeah. is something I'm I'm doing. If and, and I don't put it out there too often, but I've had to like help friends with car payments, help friends with their mortgages. One of my friends still doesn't know, but I've paid I've paid three months of his mortgage, and I, I remember he posted last year is probably like July. He posted about like his bank just said he doesn't owe for a few months on his mortgage, and they made up some excuse that like. He had paid some extra something. Like I told him the bank just make us make up some excuse. I talked to his mom. I have get found out like who he had his mortgage through, and they allowed me to pay three months of his mortgage for him. Wow. And it's again, it's not for a reason. It's just 
I felt like it. Like I felt for him, what he was going through. Him and his wife were trying to have a kid. They couldn't do it. They needed to do in vitro. They couldn't afford in vitro on top of the mortgage that they had and probably car payments and medical bills. Again, why not? Like it hit me. I had the money to do it. I'm 24. Yes. You know, spending right now, spending $1,700 on other people right now, maybe it's not the most financially responsible thing, but my mindset, especially right now, because I have the time and the energy to go make money when I need it is I'll just go make more. Yeah. Like motivation. Yeah. It gives you savings. Awesome. Saving money is amazing, but I'd much rather, again, it's, it's much more of a better investment for me to invest in other people and make their lives a little bit better, especially during this time of the year. And I can go make that. I mean, I made that money back the next day and it's fine. Those people like they were, they'd been struggling. Most of these people are three, four months behind on whatever payment I just paid for. So they're still struggling, Yeah. but now they're only two months behind instead of three or four. Well, well, that's the thing. Like I've, I, I'm doing research for like kind of like a, a book I'm putting together and, uh, the average American could not come up with like $900 if their life, like, I think it was something, I can't remember the exact stat, but it was something staggering, like over 60% don't have $900 saved in case of, a, of an emergency or something came up. Like, it's just really paycheck. It's really, uh, I was just, I had to read that a couple of times. I'm like, this is, this is all like society. And I'm just like, wow, like, it's just, yeah, it kind of makes you, uh, makes you realize, make you grateful that, that if you can, um, help others and uh if you if you if you're not in that situation so and again it's it's a reminder of like i remember when i didn't have that mm-hmm. yeah it's very vivid to me now uh, i mean i could lose everything i have right now and i'll go build it back because i like i have the skill sets now and i have the knowledge to go make money if i needed to i can go i don't know what time it is here i can go make a thousand dollars by midnight if i really needed to Mm-hmm. But most people don't have that luxury of like having a skill set or having networking skills right. or having, you know, c- certain things that I've acquired over the time to be able to go do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I can make it back quickly and they can't, it's, and again, no, don't help everybody. Don't put yourself in a hard position, you know, to, because then you're no use to anybody. But if you can do it and you can do it confidently and you can do it repeatedly, why not? Right. And, you know, it's interesting that talking about not to help everyone. I saw another post that you said that somebody that reached out that was kind of uh, trying to take advantage. Right. Uh, I saw you put, put them on blast and obviously hit their name and privacy and everything. But, uh, but yeah, you, you, you get people trying to take advantage of people's generosity as well a lot of the time. So um, and this person, the, the annoying thing is the person knows who I am. They know how big I am on ethics. Mm-hmm. this i've seen this guy and i explained it in my message to him he had asked me to help him with his bmw car payment he's like i got a brand new bmw that he's late on payments for which you messed up you have a 2018 bmw and he only bought it like six months ago and you're already two three months behind your payments you messed up you thought a project was coming through you thought money was coming through and it didn't or you screwed somebody over and they asked for their money back the way that i saw him flaunt his money when he had it was why i didn't help him when he didn't Right. And I explained that very clearly to him. And I felt like I was trying to be understanding enough. Of, hey, look, I get where you're at. I also understand it's based on your own actions. Mm-hmm. You also showed me your character when you did have the money. That helps inform me on who you are when you don't have the money either. Right. That's the, and that's the reason. And I told him, that's the reason I'm choosing not to help you. Like, 
Yeah. I talked, I made a post yesterday or maybe two days ago now about leadership as opposed to influencership. Like you see the 10 people I was able to help, but you don't see the 30 people I had to let down. You don't see those people who I had to message individually and say, keep pushing, even though I can't help you right now. Hey, maybe I can find somebody else to help you. But like, I can't help you financially, but I'm still trying to help you and motivate you. Right. So get yourself in a better position. That's difficult. Like that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like for people, you know, listening and, and watching, um, what would you say right now going into 2019 would be the best thing for people to get started doing something to help themselves out uh, either with a business or savings wise or financially, you know, what, what would you kind of tell people that are kind of like saying, well, I, I want to try and do something, but I just don't really know what your time. If you don't have the money, you devote your time. You always have a resource to give. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I mean, I mean, um, not, not, not to give, I mean to try and get, into a better situation um, financially. Like maybe like oh. what, what you give trends or something that people, somebody could kind of like, you talked a lot about, you learned a lot of skill sets and so on. Like what would you say is something that people should try and focus on, learn or master um, yeah. moving forward? There's so many different things, but I'd say something digitally, something that you can replicate and it doesn't, it, the time versus money, that ratio, I want it to be as, as money, heavy as possible you want the most money for the least amount of your time right so i I just start start looking at digital jobs what you can do online what you can sell i know um retail like arbitrage is a big thing right now buying something off of ebay and selling it on you know craigslist or something for 50 dollars, like you know more expensive right yeah or buying something from a dollar store and putting on ebay for five dollars that's a way people are making like thousands of dollars a month extra by, by putting in the hours of work, mm. I'd say get super like disgustingly creative. Yeah. Just start realizing like people can make money doing damn near anything in 2019, right. 2018 as well. Mm-hmm. You have to be resourceful enough and then willing to put in the time and effort to do the thing. Yeah. I think a lot of, we spend a lot of time convincing ourselves, Oh, that's not for me. Or I couldn't possibly be the person to do that. Mm-hmm. And the only question I was asking is why not? And, and give me a decent excuse. And most likely you can't. Yeah. When I was trying to make it happen, I was working like four jobs. I was driving for Lyft and Uber, living in a trailer, drove like a 99 Honda Civic. I was like not doing well, but I was working like 20 hours a day because I knew that was going to get me to the point where I am now. And then beyond where I am now, I knew that there was going to be hours and hours of like, uncomfortable work that I had to go through to get there. So I was like, I'm 19. I might as well just start now. Like, I I don't want to have to put in the work when I'm 40. Let me start now and start figuring it out. If you are 40 and you're behind the eight ball, it'll be more difficult, but find those hours in the day to, to make yourself resourceful and actually do the thing. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, one last thing I want to kind of touch on is dealing with, I guess the haters, you know, like I, I saw one of your posters, like you're, you're saying who you wanted to work with. And there was this big long dialogue about people talking <laughs> about that. And, yeah. and, you know, just like with people online these days, it seems like people get, you know, have an opinion about everything and there's a lot of jealousy or just bitter people that take out their self-hatred on hatred to other people. 
Um, and I actually experienced that for the first time this past week. Uh, I've had somebody be, be pretty vicious on a couple of my comments um, or a couple of my posts for a couple of the, uh, the episodes that I do. And it's somebody that knows me and I'm pretty sure who I know who they are, but they have like a fake account and something. They're not even mad enough to <laughs> disclose who they are, you know, and, and it's like this, you know, just this couple guys that are just just bitter they're just both these red-headed ginger guys with these hardcore tempers that just drink a lot and then the only time they're keyboard warriors is at like midnight or one in the morning when i know that they're just wasted probably just you know so this, you know so my advice would be different depending on who you are yeah for me i know that you you don't pose a threat to me in, in like in real life i can't take you seriously if you're like if i can tell you're angry or you're coming from a place of your own hurt I don't take you seriously. You say, I mean, you could talk about my mother and I'm like, it's not real to me until, until you pose a legitimate or credible threat to like me or somebody I care about offline. I don't, I just don't take it seriously enough for it to really perturb me. I think, and maybe it, you know, partially sports background, partially just who I am as a person. Like I've just developed a very thick skin to things like that. Right. I mean, I've, I've even had close friends and family when I was really trying to figure out what I was doing, like with the online stuff, yeah. my family doesn't understand it, mm -hmm. but I, I would have them tell me I was crazy. And why don't you just go get a regular job? I understood where they were coming from. Therefore, I was able to provide context for myself and realize they, they weren't coming from a place of like, they weren't coming from a place of malice. They were probably most likely just projecting their own limitations right and i had to make the conscious choice not to adopt those as my own yeah and i think that's a it's a really important thing for a lot of people because our natural propensity is to take it to heart especially yeah. if somebody close to you when you can give yourself the context of like okay what do they understand about what i'm actually trying to do and the answer is none <laughs> i can take your advice as you being a caring person who loves me as a family member but as far as somebody like your level of understanding of what I'm trying to accomplish, if that's zero or at like near zero, I can't take your advice when it comes to that. Well, I think the other thing too is just people lashing out, you know, like they see like the, the crabs in the crab bucket, you know, like they see you trying to grow and develop and try some things and they try and keep you down on their level because they're miserable. And yeah, I don't like, I think that is removing yourself from their game. Yeah. That's a big one. Like I joke around with those people. I know when people are being mean and nasty to me, I play dumb all the time. If you post like a super mean comment, either I play dumb or because my audience knows me well, because I'm very active online, I let them come and handle you most of the time. I had one guy, I posted something I think yesterday about like when you see a guy who's super confident in front of women and they get around another man and like they get really, really timid. I was like, they're most likely hiding something. And some guy, I remember he, he made some post about Donald Trump being like the hardest working man in the world. And I commented last week, I was like, do you know what that dude's daily schedule looks like? Because I've seen like a breakdown of like what he does during his day. And it's not a whole lot. Mm. And so I was like, and aside from politics, I was like saying that's the hardest working man in the world. Like I just started listening to David Goggins. Yeah, he's, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. Holy shit. Yeah, he's, he's not next level, dude. Yeah. Yes. Like, but now you're, you're saying that this 70-year-old dude is the hardest working man in the world. Like, it just didn't make sense. So I was kind of messing with him on his status about it. Not even messing with him, but asking a legitimate question. Like, 
do you know what his day looks like? Right. That same guy, when I posted that status yesterday, was like, are you talking about yourself? What, the dude's like 50. So to me, I was like, all right, you're disconnected enough. You're not going to give me a good insult. Like, it's not going to be fun to jab back and forth with you because I'll get bored. So I just left it alone for a minute. And one of my friends who's, who's you know, often comments on my statuses, he posted something below the guy's comment, like, yawn. Like, try better next time. And I just commented back to the guy. I was like, yeah, do better. Like, if you're going to be a troll or if you're going to be an asshole, at least be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to take you seriously anyway. But at least let's have fun with it. Like, give me a challenge. Most of the time, you're just, you're hurting or you're, I hit some type of insecurity you have. And it's just you trying to push that off on me. And if I'm unwilling to accept it, you now have to sit with it. And and, and I think that's what we should be doing to people. When people try to push their own crap on you, don't accept it. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to the interview with David Goggins and James Altcher yesterday, and he just went on a rant about haters. Like, cause I guess he gets a lot of people commenting on his Instagram stuff. Like, yeah. and he's like, he's like, why are people hating me? I'm like, just trying to work out and inspire people to be healthier and stronger and stuff. And he's like, these guys, he's like, these motherfuckers are like the, the biggest, you know, just sacks of shit in the world because they do nothing for themselves or anyone else. They have fake usernames, you know, like Gary Vaynerchuk goes on about this too. Like, you're going to care what Ralph123 Rainbow has to say with like a rainbow YouTube, you know, uh, image. Like, who are these people? You know, like it's, but it doesn't. They're the same ones you meet in real life. And you're like, oh, that's why you hide behind a computer screen. (laughs) Like, I get it. Again, for me, and same thing with David Goggins. What are you really going to be able to do? to a guy who's been through BUDS, Navy SEAL training twice, and yeah. Army Ranger t- training and completed it. Yeah. And on like, what, 20 ultra marathons, like over 100 miles, 20 times, what, like, what can you do to that person? Yeah. Now, I'm not gonna put myself on a David Goggins level, but I'm also six foot six, I'm an X Division one football player. What are you going to do to me in real life? Yeah. Again, I have to view you as a threat in order for me to really even give that energy to you. Mm-hmm. Or like to elicit what you want out of me, which is like a response to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'd have to view you as either competition or a threat to me physically or, or something else. Because I don't, I'm just going to play around with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Because I read all those comments under that one post that you posted. And I guess the one thing on a business level or a personal level, like that is slander though on a level. Like if, it, if that does affect someone's business, like the guy that we're talking about, but at the end of the day, he just got more attention from that. You know, like people were probably checking him out, looking what he's doing. Obviously, that's his brand, stuff. though. Huh? Like if you look up, if you look up that guy, that's his brand. Yeah, he's, I know. I, no, I know. Well, he he was actually on my show. He's a. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a. I I, I know him. For, I, yeah, I was on his podcast maybe a year ago, and he was on mine. Gotcha. Um, I've never spoken to him, but we have we have quite a few mutual friends. I I just, actually just had lunch with uh, my guy Michael yesterday, who's good friends with him. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's his whole shtick, you know? He, he's, he's out there, he's brash, that's his whole kind of, like, it's kind of like, were you around back in the internet marketing days when, when the rich jerk was a big deal? Does that ring a bell for you? There's a guy called the rich jerk, and he was, a, he was just a cartoon character. No one ever really knew what he was. But was that 2015? It was around, it would have been around there, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. rings a bell. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, you know, like, the guy that we're talking about, like, he's a cool guy, like, he's, he, he has his online persona and then his offline and 
it just it's done it's done very well for him you know like he's he's uh and getting when people look at like so that that thing blew up like yeah i know I was, really, I, I was like one of those guys with the popcorn that meme i was like, <laughs> just like oh just watching it happen. and in a way so was i like the guy that i met up with lunch for lunch yesterday he was like dude i was trying to go through and figure out what you said to spark everybody he was like you literally just mentioned a name yeah. i didn't even voice my opinion of the guy no, in, all, in all yeah. honesty, the guy we're talking about, I blocked him about a year ago on Facebook. He couldn't even see the status that he was being mentioned in. Okay. Because I, his online persona, I'm not into it. Like, I'm the ethics guy. I'm the right. treat yeah, people yeah. well. If you're going to be abrasive, provide context. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't ever want to – I'm never out to offend. I'm never out to hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. I always try to provide context when I say a, a very abrasive or bold statement. I always want to follow it up with some type of context for people to understand where I'm coming from. This guy's shtick online is let me start the fire and then maybe clean it up later or maybe just let it burn and let it happen. His online persona is something I disagree with. So I've blocked him because I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like feeding into the rhetoric that he puts online. Mm. But again, I separate that from the person themselves. Like right. I've heard amazing things about him as a person happy to have a conversation with him mm -hmm. i'm just not interested in the online persona totally and like i i'm i'm way more on your side of things as far as um personality and character wise like i'm not like into that but i can see why he's doing it and what yes. attracts people to that and how it is kind of like a big marketing and pr kind of deal but uh yeah it definitely triggers a lot of people as well as we uh as we saw um no. so well last lastly man uh, before we wrap up uh, Facebook ads, what's your two cents on where things are going to be going in 2019? Um, you know, this was a huge year for it. And what's your two cents on people looking for traffic to their website? Is this yeah. a lot of people are saying the price is just going to go crazy this next year for some reason with competition with Instagram or what's your, uh, your two cents? You're so that's, that's always a funny one. Facebook versus Instagram because people forget they're owned by the same, like Facebook owns yeah. Instagram. They're yeah. not, you're not competing with each other. Yeah. They're playing off of each other, which is what they're built to do. Mm -hmm. Also, I'd say substance. 2019, substance is the word for people trying to market online. Give people something to grab onto. Mm -hmm. I think the gimmicks are dying off. The ploy, like the marketing ploys, people are, I think the, the market's getting smarter. For sure. You need to give them something real not trickery or manipulation or, you know, advertising to false scarcity. Yeah. Give them something real to hold on to. And I've always had that view in marketing. And I, I, I joke that I'm one of the few people allowed to have that view because it's been very profitable for my clientele. Mm -hmm. I won't market to scarcity. I don't market to negative emotion. I won't tell you that your life's going to suck if you don't buy our program or whatever, you know, I'm marketing for a client. I've always done it this way. 2019 is just now where I think the market's starting to shift to what I've already been doing. So in my mind, myself and my clients, we're already on the front end of a wave that's coming mm -hmm. and we've already been doing it. So while everybody's scrambling of like, okay, how do I be a little bit more authentic? How do I show a little bit more of myself and my human side? We've already been doing it. Yeah. So I, I'm not put off or like I'm not in a rush to like, change a whole bunch of things before 2019 yeah well you know when people talk about algorithm shifts for facebook ads i've never my clients have never been affected by them not once 
Well, I think that's good, man, because that's a big reason why I do this podcast. Like, it's unedited. It's just like a, there's no script. It's just raw, authentic, you know, like just people having an open conversation. Um, and it's quite new. Like, this will be episode 26 or 27 or so. Um, what kind of advice would you give someone like myself that's kind of looking to, to grow a podcast and a YouTube? Like, um, I, basically, all I do is I'll post a video on Facebook share in a couple of groups and that's kind of it. The thing is, and then I go into the next episode. So it's just kind of like this cycle, you know, like it's kind of, uh, you have your audience, but to try and scale that without doing something through paid ads, it's, it's kind of uh, limited. I'd say, I tell most people put, like make yourself into a beacon, whether it's you yourself or a platform you have, like your podcast, mm-hmm. you're now a beacon. Make it very clear what you stand for and what you stand against and only attract uh, only attract people on your podcast who stand for those same things and who stand against those same things. Yeah. You eventually become a beacon and also your followers become torch carriers for you. They now will go out into the rest of the world and share your message further than ads ever could. Right. But you have to give people something to stand for or something, something for people to fight against the people playing the middle ground. It, from my perspective, you're never going to do much in the middle ground you have to establish a position and say, here's who we are. Here's what we stand for. Here's what we stand against. Here's who we're looking to serve and serve those people in the best way you possibly can. I think organically, that's the way to go. That's the way you really start a trend with people. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. And I think that there's no better person to have on this show going into the new year than yourself, man. I, I appreciate your time, your ethics, the stand that you take, the services that you deliver to uh, people who follow you, you're, you know, you're, you're just a, a bright dude. And I can't believe you're only 24, man. You've got a freaking unbelievably bright future ahead. That's going to be affecting many torches of people carrying in front and behind you because you just have this radiance of just service. And, uh, I just really am glad to connect with you here today and over the holidays. And, uh, I just see what you're doing. It's a blessing to many people, not just financially you helping them out, but just the, uh, the content you put out, man. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. I appreciate it, man. Thank you again. Seriously, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm glad we got to work it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have your links below for people to kind of reach out and connect with everything that you're doing. And uh, I highly advise people to, if you're looking for Facebook, you know, I've been following you for a while and you've definitely got the name that knows what he's doing. So uh, I'll have your links for whatever you want to send me. I'll put them under here and we'll, uh, we'll just keep in touch, man. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Enjoy. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And like you said, you know, share this out. Uh, it's a great message and appreciate everyone that tuned in for it and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and let's go make 2019 great. Cheers. Wasn't that awesome? I told you it was going to be a great episode. Thanks so much for tuning in till the end. We really, really appreciate it. Go ahead, share this out hit somebody up that will really benefit from it. Share this, subscribe, go ahead. Also, like I said in the beginning, if you would like a one-on-one conversation with me, email me Quentin Carlin at Gmail or fill out the calendar link to schedule in a call. And b- before you forget, go over to iTunes right now, leave a five-star review and an honest comment. What do you think of the show? What do you think of the interviews, uh, the content? Really appreciate it. Go out there, make a great day. See you on the next episode coming this week. See ya.
Bye.